time for your heart-stopping news-packed 60 minutes of radio drilling. Webmaster Radio presents The Pulse. The Pulse. Take your seat among the experts in the search engine marketing arena. This weekly radio show keeps you informed of the latest search news, offers insight on the biggest forum discussions, and puts your finger on the pulse of the search marketing community. Our hosts have made their way to the round table. The Pulse, the Pulse. starts now. Hello and welcome to the 35th edition of the Search Pulse. Today is Tuesday, August 28th. My name is Barry Schwartz from the Search Engine Roundtable, also from the company Rusty Brick. Uh, with always, like always, uh, with me today is Ben Pfeiffer, the senior editor of the Search Engine Roundtable um, from RankSmart.com, and Chris Boggs, the associate editor of the Search Engine Roundtable, who is the SEO man over at Brewland. Hey guys, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, this is I'm the first doing time great. I'm not ben, the SEO week, man. Um, Last week was the show, uh, the 34th, I think, show. We did that live at SES, and uh, that's when we announced that Chris um, on the show ha- got a new job over at uh, Brulent. So, Chris, how's, this, how's the job going so far? It's doing great. Uh, I'm actually uh, working remotely this week as I wrap stuff up in the Philadelphia area, and we're heading up to Cleveland uh, this weekend. I'm really excited about it. going to be an awesome team there that, that I'm going to work with. Uh, I got to hang out with some of the guys at uh, SES and um, had also met a few of the team during my interview process and it's you know it's it's going to be really fun and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, sounds good. Um you're right. So we did a we did a great show last week. Um we were sad that Ben you couldn't be there, but um we did about an hour long show at the at the uh, SES show. We did a part of the SES um we actually did a lot of coverage and um, this is the first time we did a large show without Ben, but we were able to manage to cover 64 of the 74 sessions. Um, we had a great group of people covering it. From I'll read them off right now. Obviously, Chris, you covered a lot. Um, Lee over at Search Marketing Gurus, Kim Krause over at Create BC, Steve Crow from the Curl Group, David Wallace from Search Rank, um, Seashell, who's in the chat room right now. Hey, Seashell, thank you very much. Uh, Rob Carey, Evil Green Monkey, Deborah. Over at Alliance Link, Tamar um, from Rusty Brick, who covered, I think, the most amount of sessions. I think about 17 sessions by herself. Um, we also had coverage from around the web from the Aim Clear blog, the Ask.com blog, Lisa Barone at BruceClay.com, Justin Davey, David Dalka, Lee Odin, Search Engine Journal, and Web Pro News, and some other places. So there was a huge amount of coverage for this uh, conference. I think it was the most amount of session coverage ever in you know SES history. Um, and it's nice to see, like, the whole search engine um, community actually get together and write and provide all this data and all this knowledge and behind-the-scenes stuff and, you know, obviously session notes and pictures from the parties and everything and share it with those who couldn't make it, who couldn't make it like Ben, you couldn't make it. It was great to actually see um, the community get together and actually do this on such a wide scale. Um, so, Ben, being not able to come, what do, you th- what do you think about the coverage that was posted throughout the web? Um, you know, actually, I kept up with it pretty much every day. I was trying to find out any new information, and I thought it was really amazing. I couldn't believe the amount of coverage that y'all got. I know we've done it, you know, for years, done this, and we've done really well. I mean, there's some conferences we've covered a lot, but this one it was like everybody, you know, kind of banded together and covered just about, you know, 85 percent of all the sessions. So overall, it was really good. There was a lot of good stuff in, in, in it, and I encourage anybody to go check it out at Search Engine Roundtable. Right, one more person that deserves uh, love is Neo over in the chat room, so sorry. He actually did some, uh, I think some coverage and also did some videos and podcasts and stuff. So check him over at, at Beginner's SEO Podcast. Um, he does provide good, 
great coverage of the SEO community as well. Uh, Chris, so what do you think about the conference? It was awesome. Um, a great SES. Uh, I had the, the fortune of being able to go out and golf on Tuesday morning, so we had a small group that did that, and we enjoyed the weather, beautiful course out there. Uh, came back in time for the Is Paid Links Evil debate, which turned out to be as fun as, uh, as we had hoped, I think. And then uh, we dived on that show. Ben, i got to say, it's great to hear your voice again, man. It's been a while, and <laughs> Thanks, uh, we, of course, missed you on that show. You may not have noticed, but uh, tomorrow I actually tagged um, and on the Facebook picture of us doing the show, Barry. Tomorrow I tagged the, uh, the wall behind us as being Ben Pfeiffer because I mentioned something so, uh, about Ben not being there. So, Ben, you're there in spirit in, in the ben, front of the wall. I saw that on Facebook, yeah. I was like, <laughs> somebody posted a picture. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, was I fun. never got into the whole Facebook thing yet, but Tamara's been telling me what she's been doing on Facebook, um, and sounds exciting. But yeah, we, you were there, um, and you know we should have just plugged you in, I guess, on the phone because I think next week, um, what is next week? Next week, Ben, you can't be there. Yeah, um, I actually have a valid reason. I'm, I didn't get to SES because I have a wedding to go to in California, and I didn't want to fly back and forth, and I'm also going um, on vacation. So. Um, right. So we'll, we'll try to do a show next week. Um, should be. It's just, these shows are now 30-minute formats, so hopefully we'll get to things quicker and faster um, and just discuss with, the most important things, I guess. Like with do. the power of the Schwartz will uh, lead us to do that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'll try. Yeah. I'm not sure about the, the actual commercial format, so, um, Eddie, if you uh, hear that, just let me know how many commercials we're doing and when we should do them, and we'll go ahead and get that going. But the first topic I wanted to discuss was the Yahoo search update that happened during SES, I think, on August 23rd and 22nd, which was actually the weekend, um, where the Yahoo search blog announced that they will be going ahead and, wait, actually, it wasn't the weekend, that was, um, it was last week, Wednesday, Thursday, um, where they actually go ahead and actually release a new uh, slurp pat- pattern of behavior, where slurp is actually um, more polite to your site. So that, a lot of people were complaining that um, uh, Slurp was crawling too fast and too much, and it was c- killing their bandwidth and slowing down their server. So Yahoo said they re- uh, revealed a new Slurp that actually does things more efficiently. In addition, with that update, they actually went ahead and did a search update to their index, so you should have seen a different spike um, in traffic, either up or down or just left the same. Um, some people reported you know, huge spikes up and down, and some people reported nothing. Um, so it was another weather report. But um, we found later reports that Yahoo's new crawl behavior, people weren't happy with it. They still think it's doing too much and crawling too much. Um, so I'm not really sure about all the details, but let's start with Ben. And Ben, what were your thoughts about this whole Yahoo update? Yeah, we had some clients that dropped, and then um, we had some that raised. Um, and it seemed to be kind of, we don't have a really reason why that happened or not, whether it was the crawl behavior, whether it was just, you know, changes of certain factors um, or not. But, you know, people have been complaining about the crawl rate for a long time. I mean, this dates back to years and years and years for Yahoo's issues like that. So it's, you know, the fact they're getting around it now, you know, in terms of our sites that we've looked at, I haven't seen really any change, much less. You know, they're still hitting pretty hard. And people are still complaining about it, and so you know, I would, it would be kind of nice to maybe have a summary of exactly what they did, but it may not happen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Chris, what do you think about that summary? Well, I haven't had a chance to really monitor any rankings uh, since since this has happened. I think it's cool that uh, you know they came out on the on the blog and announced it, and uh, you know they're obviously trying to reach out to the community more and 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 use the feedback that they're getting. So that's a that's a great step. Love to see right. More, I mean, uh, yeah, with any with any rank change, um, people you know complain and people rejoice. 
and some people just say nothing happens, and typical of, of that. And it seemed like a small rank change, but yet people were not, not necessarily every single person was happy with the slurp crawling pattern. So I guess we'll keep watching, and hopefully things will improve over time. Um, one thing that we've been waiting for for a really, really long time was that for Microsoft to actually provide a webmaster um, portal, and they actually promised to do that um, during SES. It was a big announcement where they promised to release a webmaster portal which will have similar things to Yahoo Site Explorer and the Google Webmaster Central tool. Uh, will offer like linking data on your site. It'll also offer indexing data and crawling data. Um, right now, Microsoft is accepting private beta requests. All you got to do is email the email address at lswmp at microsoft.com. Again, that's L as in Larry, S as in Sam, W as in Winter, M as in Mary, P as in Paul at microsoft.com, and hopefully you'll get into this private beta that they're actually running. They expect this to be live in the late fall. I'm not really sure if that's going to happen because they may promise us in the past about things coming live, and those have been extended. But you never know. Maybe they have a team devoted to it, which would be nice. Um, Chris, what are your thoughts about that big step from Microsoft. Well, now that I'm allowed to talk about Microsoft again, uh, I think that, uh, you know, this is an exciting uh, bit of news. I think that Microsoft is, uh, you know, they're trying uh, still hard to catch up in, in the search space. I think most of us would agree. And uh, anything like this that will, uh, um, you know, help us uh, and, and in the long run help them improve their uh, their results and, and what they're given to their users is going to be an improvement. Uh, so, uh, congratulations, and let's hope that they can get it out by the fall. Uh, I'll certainly uh, shoot a request over for some beta uh, action, though, myself. I'm sure you guys probably will, too. Right. And, you know, Ben, maybe you want to comment about uh, the next thing that you'll probably be hearing from webmasters and SEOs is that when it comes to, you know, we have Google, we have Yahoo, and now we're going to have Microsoft's portals, people are going to want some type of standard. Uh, so maybe they're going to yeah. request XML exports that are all in some standards so they could build one general general tool that consolidates all the data. So, I mean, that's what I'm expecting to hear from people once this goes live. And, Ben, what are your thoughts overall? Yeah, yeah I agree, too. I mean, I know, you know, when they kind of got rid of their link domain query, you know, we could check links and MSN, people were kind of mourned about that, and I know I missed it. And, um, you know, even people were asking, you know, the fact since Yahoo's thing, just briefly what we touched on, we're asking if Yahoo could possibly... Uh, have a crawling level that we could set for Yahoo to access the site. So, um, you know, I'm particularly excited about the the, the portal. Um, you know, they they kind of mentioned. I know in your post said it publicly. You know, release it in late fall. Um, who knows if that will happen or not? But you know, any new tool, I guess, from search engines. You know, I'm going to be happy about. You know, bring it on, please. <laughs> It seems, though, that a lot of people, though, I was following in the forums in Digital Point were kind of saying that, oh, this new tool will help me optimize for my site in MSN. So I don't think that's their intention, but... Yeah, press this button and you're number one automatically. <laughs> no, I mean, this. yeah, like Ben was saying, this tool is just going to provide extra data for you, stuff like your know, link data that they pulled, and just more detailed data about what's going on with your site in and what Microsoft knows about you in MSN search and live search. Let's hit a commercial break now, and um, when we get back, we'll talk about some new um, algorithm over at AdWords, which helps their top ad place in the formula. So let's hit a commercial break now, and we'll get back to you shortly. Thanks. Sit tight and don't move. The Pulse. Pulse. We'll be back after this short break.
use the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com. Hey, what are you reading? Revenue Magazine. It keeps me up to date on everything in performance marketing. Yeah, I get all my information online. <laughs> I don't see a computer next to your boogie board there. Well, I've got a regular magazine here. <laughs> Revenue Magazine is the only hard copy magazine that covers affiliate marketing techniques, search technologies, online fraud prevention, and interactive advertising, branding, and marketing. My magazine's got pictures. Revenue Magazine has everything for online marketers, affiliates, merchants, agencies, and networks. And you can read previous issues, blogs, and more at RevenueToday.com. Wow, mine's got a centerfold. Revenue Magazine, the performance marketing standard. For more information, go to revenuetoday.com. Welcome to the Daily Searchcast. I just got an instant message from Matt Cutts. He's saying, we are the good company that treats people well. Oh, good, so we confirm that. I know, here's the deal on Matt Cutts and instant messaging, not. <laughs> The guy is like, now he's, he's sort of like the expert witness, like have PR people and lawyers with him. Matt is like the Bruce Lee of Google PR, right? <laughs> he can walk in, he's like, you know, chop! The Daily Searchcast. Live broadcast, Monday through Thursdays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, 8.30 a.m. Pacific. And on demand every day, only on webmasterradio.fm. Blog, blog, blog. Webmasterradio.fm. We're the talk of the town. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Now, back to The Pulse. Pulse. Only on Webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hello and welcome back to the Search Pulse. My name is Barry Schwartz, and with me, as always, is Ben Pfeiffer and Chris Fox. Um, we just finished discussing um, the new Microsoft uh, portal that we should be expecting in the late fall. Um, but something that's available today that we announced that Google announced a while back was a new top ad, ad pro placement formula. So you know how usually Google ad word ads are on the right hand side of the search listings. Well, now I mean to actually get those ads to the top above the organic free results. Um, there was a promotion formula that Google used, and that promotion formula, formula in the past favorite sites that um, had um, that really were in there for a while, like longer living longer sites that had a very good CTR. Um, now they are actually have changed that and affect now, right the second that they are going to now consider um, the maximum CPC price. So in the past they just used the average CPC price. Now they're going to actually look at your maximum CPC to determine if that ad should be in the top placement for uh, the search results. So what you have now are people, you know, complaining that they see their max, their average CPCs, but they're actually paying, their, you know, their actual paying CPCs, their actual cost going up because people are now boosting their maximum CPCs to take advantage of this new top ad formula. Some are seeing less ads show up in the top results than overall, and some are seeing that their costs are just going up, and some aren't seeing anything as of yet. Uh, I'm not sure, um, I think Ben's turn, I'm not sure if uh, if you saw anything about this, but I would like your feedback on it, Ben. Yeah, um, well, we were actually monitoring this, and we were seeing what was going to happen with campaigns that I was working with, and yeah, sure enough, 
rank, you know, potential ranking dropped, and we had to raise CPC, and uh, it was a real big negative. And honestly, this is, uh, you know, while Google's, you know, going around saying this is a good thing, I, I consider it, you know, not a necessarily good thing. One, it raises the cost of advertising in Google, which makes it harder, you know, in order to keep our ads running because it's going to cost us more each month. And you know, it wasn't the original purpose of the original formula just to make sure that quality ads were showing up based on CTR and a number of other factors in the long term. Um, so I don't know. This seems to kind of be a reversal of, you know, what their initial mission was. Um, and it's, just, it's going to make Google more money, and it's going to cost us more money. Cool. And uh, a lot of people agree with you. And, Chris, what are your thoughts about it? I completely agree with Ben. I mean, that was my first thought. It's like all these people that have spent so long to be able to fight on the same battlefield as some, you know, huge companies, uh, just by refining their campaigns and maybe, you know, picking some nice long tail words uh, to to target for high spots and and uh, and and just, you know, they they've spent a long time fine tuning campaigns and now this is going to change everything. So, um, you know, Google's not necessarily making it easier for their advertisers. I don't think with this move. One thing I do want to call out though is the spam comment post that's underneath your uh your uh post at Search Engine Roundtable and it's these kind of idiots like Dennis Ventura who goes in here and in the comments, "Oh, all the more reason people should consider implementing a blended campaign of PPC and SEO, utilizing blogs, blah, blah, blah. And then he's got an entire, uh, like, cut-and-paste bio of himself as the second part of the comment. I mean, what kind of losers spend time going around <laughs> and, and dropping comments like this? That's what I want to know. Sorry to change the subject, but I just have no, to drop No, I appreciate you pointing that because guy. I really didn't see that. I was at SES, and I let some comments slide. So I'm going to go ahead and delete yeah. that. And ben, do you have one more thing you want to add? <laughs> Yeah, and this was kind of related to, you know, the formula they're based on. I was doing a small campaign for my mom and, and her chiropractic office in, like, a really obscure town, and she was, like, the only one bidding on it for a while, and then all of a sudden eBay showed up. As soon as this formula went, eBay ranks number one, then uh, chiropractic office ranks number two on the side. And it just didn't make any sense, right, which is the more quality-relevant ad to show up in that result. And obviously, you know... I had to pay more in order to get to that spot. So, yeah, just more bad reasons for this is not going to be very helpful in the long run. Good point, yeah. Um, in terms of Google cashing out, um, Google has actually monetized or is trying to monetize uh, the company they bought back for like $6 billion, uh, named, a little company named YouTube. Um, they're actually going ahead and starting to try uh, doing some transparent video overlays uh, where they have video ads um, overlaid on these YouTube videos. So how, how it works is basically you get a 15 second, you get 15 seconds into the video, an overlay ad appears on the bottom 20% of the video. Uh, the overlay animates for up to about 10 seconds and is 80% transparent. The overlay then closes automatically. A user can replay the ad by clicking a button. Um, I mean, there's some you know, feedback about this. But, um, I mean, obviously, we knew that Google would go ahead and try to monetize YouTube. The question is, should they have put it, you know, on the 20% of the video? And, you know, obviously, it's transparent a bit. So the question is, is this too much? Um, and that's, you know, I mean, let's go with Chris. And, Chris, what are you thought of? what's your thoughts about that? Well, I think, you know, there, we obviously we're all waiting for something to happen with that. And uh, when you're dealing with a medium like video, in order to take away the attention of... Uh, or at least try to gain part of the attention. I mean, that that's pretty much one of the only ways you can do it, except for maybe if you dub in some audio over it or something like that. I don't know. Uh, it's um, 
it kind of reminds me a little bit of the, there's a Microsoft product, I think they call it Jump, uh, oh, jeez, I can't remember it, but uh, it, uh, when, if you're TiVoing and you're fast-forwarding through commercials on TiVo, they can actually overlay a five-second ad on top of that fast-forward. And from what I've heard, even though it's a, it's a cool-sounding type of idea, there's been a lot of negative uh, reaction to it because when people are fast forwarding through ads, it's because they don't want to see through ads. So I would think that there'd probably be a similar type of uh, user experience drawback associated with an overlaid ad on a YouTube site. Myself, interesting. And Ben, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Chris made some good points. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to upset some people. And honestly, you know, who really wants to look at more ads, especially on like place like YouTube, but, you know, considering the number of users on that site and how many people visit, look at videos every single day, you know, they'll go through and look at the ads, you know, regardless, because they want to see what's, you know, after the ad. They want to see the content or what's, you know, the latest animal video or dancing celebrity or something like that. So, you know, it was inevitable for this to happen. You know, it's probably, we're not going to like it, but, you know, it will probably just kind of fade in and we'll forget about it. Uh, cool. Yeah. Um, another uh, hot topic that c- across the forums was um, a article that Sempo released. They didn't write it, but they re- they released it, um, that saying that basically in-house SEM search engine marketing is ineffective. They say it's ineffective for several reasons, um, but obviously those in-house SEMs are jumping all over the place, saying no, it is very effective, and these are the reasons why. So Ben, you being a non-in-house SEM, I would think you would agree with saying that in-house SEM is ineffective and everybody should hire you, right? (laughs) No, not necessarily. I mean, yeah, hire me. But, you know, I've met a lot of in-house SEMs that are really, you know, pretty damn good um, and uh, know what they're doing. Um, You know, then again, you know, there's people that, you know, hire, you know, college student off the street and try to teach them how to do SEM and call them an in-house SEM. They don't really know what the hell they're doing. Um... So, you know, I, I think for a lot of companies, though, an in-house SEM is a whole lot better situation than hiring an outside firm. And I know I've had a lot of, you know, potential, like even this year, you know, people that want to hire me to do SEM work, and I just tell them no, right? Because, you know, it, it's a whole lot more work on my end than it is for them, and, you know, the, you know, I really can't make any money from it, you know, as opposed to them to hire somebody and train to get to do it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Chris? Right. Uh, Chris, I mean, well, would, I, I, I choked on my cereal when I saw this come, this come up, actually, because obviously, you know, I'm on the board of Sempo, and that's certainly not something that we want to go out as, as some somebody thinks that that's what Sempo is saying. And I mean, I want to clarify that it is on the editorials section, and you already did, Barry, but, um, you know, there's a particular company that feels this way. And obviously, you know, first of all, in my opinion, the best SEM, whether it's paid or organic or a combination thereof, is going to occur when there is strong um, skills on both on the in-house side and and with uh, agency support, especially for larger campaigns and larger sites. I think that the teams and the synergies that can be created when there's good people on both sides is you know way better than having a really good outsource or a really good in-house with someone bad outsource. So there is, though, I can tell a little bit of a bubbling undercurrent, uh, you know, with between in-housers and and uh, and agencies, which you know would naturally be a, a, a competition that you would expect to happen. I saw this when uh, there was a particular panel called In-House or Out, uh, uh, something like that. I actually covered it um, as, as one of the sessions on uh, Wednesday, 
and um, it was in, in the afternoon, and there was an argument in the Q&A that was sort of bubbling about whether or not in-house did keyword research better than uh, outsourcing. And the two uh, gentlemen on the uh, agency side were like, well, you know, that's ridiculous to think that uh, essentially agencies can do uh, keyword research much better than someone in-house because they're looking at it from outside the box. And then that, that turned in, Bill Hunt came in, and he defended the in-house and said, well, I think that's BS, basically. And so it turned into a pretty heated little discussion. So this is a kind of a topic that can draw, you know, a lot of arguments, and it'll probably drag along for a while within the forums and within the comments that searches around table. Yeah, Chris, I, I agree with you. I, I think, um, you know, it could be either or. I mean, at the same time, too, if you hire an outside, you know, an outsourced SEM firm, you know, oftentimes they have better tools to deal with your campaign as opposed to what you could set up internally. Um, and I've seen that on a number of occasions. Um, you know, some of these large SEM firms, I mean, they've got, you know, really awesome tools that, you know, make sure that these campaigns are managed correctly. Um, so I, I guess it, I don't know, I guess it's a matter of opinion. Well, cool. Um, since we're down to 30-minute, uh, um, you know, formats, we, I think we have to go into the lightning round now. And um, Thank you. Uh, so let's just quickly recap some of the other important topics that I wanted to get to, but we didn't have time. Um, I covered a pretty fun uh, thread over at Search & Watch about discussing how somebody wants to rank well in a search engine, but not too well, meaning they want to, let's say, for example, they want to rank well for um, BMW defects, but they don't want to rank well for the term B BMW. So that's his dilemma. I doubt he'll rank well for that one term, but we'll see. Um, American Express sued Google over a over um, you know trademarks of the, using the American Airlines or American or Airlines or that type of um, keywords in their search ads. Obviously, allowing uh, AdWords, AdWords advertisers AdWords advertisers to actually bid on their name. But again, American Airlines is a very generic name, so I doubt they're going to win anything. Um, there's a big Dimas editor debate about being uh, you know, paid off. It goes on for a long time already. Shoe Money blogged about it, so now it's getting some more buzz throughout the forums and digital point forums. Uh, Google has now today uh, made the allowed sites feature uh, available to everybody who has an AdSense account. So if you do not want your AdSense ads or your publisher ID to show up on third-party websites that you do not manage, you can go ahead and take advantage of that feature by specifying which sites you allow to show your ads on. Uh, Google AdWords um, on park domains. There's actually some people over at a forum thread saying that AdWords, you know, domain ads by Google, the ads that show up on park domains, are actually converting pretty well for them. It's the first time I've ever seen a thread uh, that said that, that said that park domain ads are actually working well. So that was interesting. Um, Ad Center um, went ahead and did, did uh, made some changes to their trademark disputes claims where they're now not going to act, act as the middleman between affiliates and advertisers, so that should be interesting, to say the least. Um, content ads, Microsoft um, has launched to everyone. I think it's launching tomorrow. So um, if you're an advertiser and uh, if you're an advertiser and you do not want to be opted in to, the, to show your ads on their content network, you better go in there and opt out as soon as possible. Um, Microsoft launched their um, you know, experimental search site called Tafiti, I think. Um, you have to download some stuff, and we have some screenshots over at the uh, Search Engine Roundtable. Uh, Google made it much easier to embed maps on websites, and now you just go to the map you want on maps.google.com, and you click on print this uh, link to this page, and then you can actually use some embed code, just like you would embed a YouTube video or embed a thick Flickr image onto your blog or site or whatever it might be. Very easy to use. 
blog lines, from, you know, Ask.com's Google Reader, um, which is called Blog Lines, and it's one of the more popular ones, has launched a beta version which has very, very cool Ajax features. So I definitely recommend you t- check it out. If you're a Google Reader user, you might want to switch back to Blog Lines after checking it out. John Moo, um, he's a very, very um, old-time uh, webmaster who, and SEO who has been spending a lot of time in Google Groups and, Google, and all the different forums out there. He's a very big personality in the forums. He's been hired starting September 1st to work at Google as a webmaster trends analysis. So um, he's going to be working with, like, you know, in Vanessa Fox's team, and obviously Vanessa Fox is no longer at Google, but that team over in Seattle, he'll be working um, where he lives overseas, but um, he is uh, Google's next webmaster trends analyst. So that's great for Google, and I think Google got very lucky getting him. Finally, Create-A-Site Forums is now five years old. Um, it's a great forum. Go over there and say, you know, congratulations. And that pretty much, I mean, it's a great, it's a great forum over there, so check them out. Um, that pretty much wraps up the 35th edition of the Search Pulse. Um, I hope to post a recap tomorrow afternoon after the show is archived. And that recap will be posted at seroundtable.com. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to email me at barryrustybrook.com or post a comment in tomorrow's blog post. Again, that was the 35th edition of the Search Engine of the Search Pulse. Um, it took place Tuesday, August 28th, and uh, hopefully, I'm not sure about next week, but you know, stay tuned, and hopefully, um, we'll be back next week. So, thank you again, Ben and Chris, and hope to see you all next week. Everyone have a great night, and Ben have a great trip. Thank you, and have a great night.